Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hi there, it's Julia Louis-Dreyfus. You may know me from my podcast called Wiser Than Me, where I talk to older women and get their wisdom from the front lines of life. I was amazed by how many people told me our show made them look forward to getting older, which is why I'm here to talk about season two of the show. Sally Field, Billie Jean King, Beverly Johnson, Ina Garten, Bonnie Ray, just to name a few. All hail old women. Wiser Than Me season two is out now from Lemonada Media. everyone and welcome back to here for the right reasons us weekly's bachelor podcast i am your host sarah heron and it's fantasy sweet week um as you guys watched last night i'm sure matt james and his final three brie michelle and rachel had their overnight dates with our bachelor and i was joined this week by corinne from bachelor nick vile season of the bachelor of course, Bachelor in Paradise. And we got into the episode a little bit, but we we ended up getting on a few tangents um, about Taylor Nolan, who obviously Corinne infamously feuded with and who has now come under fire for her past tweets, um, offending several different communities, um, including the LGBTQ community, Jewish people, um, there was like some fat phobic stuff in there. And it's very ironic because Taylor is a licensed mental health counselor and people, she was obviously, she was, if you follow her at all, you know, she was very outspoken about the Chris Harrison, Rachel Kirkendall controversy, wanting people to fire Chris Harrison. And she didn't really hold back when it came to that. And so when these tweets came back out, um, people were pretty shocked and upset and offended. Um, she has apologized twice, I believe. Um, the department of health in Washington state where Taylor lives and is licensed counselor has released a statement to page six saying they might potentially investigate her. They didn't actually launch an investigation, but that they received a lot of complaints about Taylor. Um, so we touched on that a little bit just because Corinne was the one who kind of feuded with Taylor on Nick's season. Um, we didn't get into too much specifics, but her tweets are out there online. They have been deleted, I would assume now, but they were still up there, um, which was kind of bizarre for someone with such a big platform and using her platform to speak out about injustices and racism and things within Bachelor Nation to then have those tweets out there was just shocking to people. And she's kind of gone silent on social media ever since her second apology. You can watch it. It's up on her Instagram. Um, and yeah, so we talked about that. We talked a little bit about her time on the show. Of course, I had to ask about Raquel. Do you guys remember Raquel? Corinne had a nanny named Raquel. Family's so close with her. Good to know. I was hoping that there would be a good Raquel update, and there certainly was. We also spoke a little bit about Amanda Stanton, who was one of Corinne's friends from Bachelor in Paradise, who was now dating Corinne's ex-boyfriend. So there was some tea there. We talked about her new podcast called Corinne Saves Us All, her new boyfriend, and what she's been up to since the show. But it was a little bit less about Matt James' season because there were a couple of different uh, things we needed to hit with the with the gossip these days in Bachelor Nation. So I wanted to just touch on specifically Matt's dad, who was on this episode. If you haven't really been paying attention so much, you might be like, you know, he Matt mentioned his dad a little bit on the show, but it was more so playing out in interviews he did 
about his life. Um, and I've said before that I don't think we really have gotten to know Matt James that well on the show. I think it's been a lot of um, the drama has taken over. And obviously, we didn't know Matt from a Bachelor season. So his narrative was kind of just like, it wasn't necessarily established very well. And I think that that was a missed opportunity. And now his dad added another layer to it. But people have been saying that maybe it wasn't appropriate to be aired on TV or it was exploitative. And, you know, there's been mixed reactions to it. And I think one thing I took away from it is his dad clearly didn't necessarily know he was there to have this chat. You could kind of tell his dad looked, he was kind of celebrating his son being the bachelor. And then it took a very dark turn very fast. Um, which obviously Matt led the conversation and he wanted to have this conversation with his dad and he did it. And he, you know, must've felt comfortable to some degree having this conversation on the show. Cause he agreed to um, who knows how, whose idea this was, how it was decided. I hope that it was his and that he was on board for all of it just because, you know, it, it felt very personal to be watching. Um, but Matt did take to Twitter during the episode and he said, tonight's convo with my dad was hard to experience and is just as hard to watch all this time later, especially knowing the world is watching with me. I just want to say that too often we see dangerous stereotypes and negative depictions of black fathers in the media, and they have consequences when presented without context. All I hope is that people watch this conversation with nuanced care and also an understanding that there are real systematic issues at play. I'm so proud of myself for being vulnerable and I'm so proud of my mother. I would not be who I am without my father. That's a fact. Matt also shared um, a link to a story about stereotypes in black media and the dangers of them when they're presented without context, kind of hinting that maybe this there could have been more to this conversation that either aired or, you know, just how it all played out. I'm sure we'll hear more about that maybe during the After the Final Rose. I wonder if Matt's dad will be involved at all, his family. We see his mom on next week's episode. I'm really excited for that. I think there's been a lot of drama surrounding the season that has overshadowed some of it. And I'm ready to tie up these loose ends and move on and find out who the Bachelorette is and hope Matt is happy whether he's with his winner or not. I feel like this season has been exhausting to cover, to watch, and I can't even imagine what it was like to live. As I mentioned with Corinne, I get into the dates a little bit. We had Michelle who had that butter oatmeal situation that was kind of wildly uncomfortable to watch. Everyone on Twitter was joking about how last week we got to know her students and then this week thinking about her students and her parents students watching that. Obviously nothing against Michelle, um, but it was just kind of a funny turn of way we've seen her on the show and now we're in a butter bath um can't say i would enjoy that then we have brie who had the tent date um my initial reaction was there's no way they're gonna let them sleep in this tent and then i was like oh god remember when they made ivan and Tasha sleep in a trailer last season maybe they will of course they didn't brie was another one who you know he talked to his dad about he asked about an engagement and they were having all the right conversations but it, it just felt like matt wasn't going all the way there with them Obviously, we saw him say, I love you to Rachel and not to the other two, which kind of said it all. Rachel did did spiral a bit during this episode, um, during her pottery ghost inspired date. And before that top she was wearing with the cutout that was green was a choice. I'll say that. Um, they also talked a lot about her skydiving fall again. It almost was like Matt presenting it like I thought I lost you. Like, what would I do without you? Which makes me very interested to know what's going to happen if they're still together, if they're not together, if she wins. All the rumors, I don't know if any of them are true. They clearly were in love at one point. So whether Rachel is the runner up, I feel like she'll have a bone to pick with Matt. If she's the winner, they will have a lot to talk about with their future and how this all played out because they definitely were quote unquote in love or as in love as Bachelor can be. Some people say that's lust. Some people say it's infatuation. Who knows? But I'm really excited to see how it all plays out. Um, like I said, this season has been a lot to unpack. And with that, I want to leave you with my talk with Corinne, which, as I mentioned, we get into a lot of different, a lot of different conversations. So here she is. Corinne, how are you? I'm so good. Thanks for asking. 
<laughs> awesome. Um, I wanted to start off with, obviously, you know, this was Fantasy Suite week. And when we saw you on Nick's season a few years ago, you left right before then. So can you try to take me back to what the Fantasy Suite of it all, or is that something a contestant is thinking about in the beginning? Were you relieved you were sent home? Like, can you take me back to that place? I think, I think it's a really important turning point of the season because that's when you really get to spend the most time with the bachelor or bachelorette and you get one-on-one time it's private there's no cameras you really get to explore each other on a different level so I do think it's very important and I think while you're going through this season it's super important to you that you get the fantasy suite if that's what you really if you really want to be with the person Yeah, for sure. I think for, you know, these girls, we are down to Brie, Rachel, and Michelle in this episode. Overall, have you been watching the season? Do you have a favorite? What what has been your vibe? I don't really have a vibe. Um, I mean, I've watched it briefly. I know the spiel. I know how it goes. I know the girls. I mean, it just, it always goes the same way. Like it starts out, everyone's excited. Then there's a little bit of drama. Then, you know, everyone thinks the girl that's causing the drama is going to go home, but nope, she doesn't. And then she stays a little longer, but then she ends up going home anyways. And then it just ends up being three girls that you thought it was going to be. And then the two girls you really thought it was going to be. And then bam. That is true. (laughs) It goes the same way every single time. Did you watch the show before you were on it or did you kind of start to get now I'm over it post post your experience? I'm I'm a little over it post my experience. That makes sense. I did watch it before and really liked it. Also, mind you, when I watched it, it was still like a real television show. Now it's just really just cheesy and kind of fake to me. Where do you think that switched? I honestly think the turning point was my season. Really? Honestly, I think I'm to blame for all of this. Let's unpack that, Corinne, because I think you're a fascinating Bachelor contestant for a lot of reasons, including, I don't want to say- They really explored the comedic space with me. Yeah, they did, because you were kind of a lovable villain. Well, Is that right? Yeah, but I wasn't really a villain because I didn't do anything. And I think mm-hmm. we all now know who the real villain is here, which is what I was trying to tell everybody from the beginning, which is very alarming what's going on right now, but it's fine. Um, we're just going to blow right past that. No comment, but okay. I was going to, I was going to ask if you had anything to add. Obviously we might be referring to Taylor Nolan. You can Google it. Uh, no comment. Yeah. Nah. <sighs> While I don't condone bullying at all, all I'm going to say is that I experienced on another level kind of to a point that different side of her, I did realize that there was something off there. And that's just all I was trying to say from the beginning. So do you feel like you got a little justice here? I don't want to give myself any pats in the back for this, because this is just far more of a like, this is really a situation. Yeah, for sure. I, I did call it to a point that they're like, just crazy. But it is crazy. yeah, um well going back to just like the format of the show and overall with this I mean in this episode we saw Matt's dad and there's been a lot of talk about this because you know my from watching it myself definitely was a little uncomfortable it felt like this was something maybe we didn't need to see that a conversation that they could have off camera I just hope that Matt okayed this and wasn't bombarded by it because for me it felt like a personal talk yeah I don't know I just don't see the point in it 
a lot of the things they do, it's just like pointless and it's just like adding weird things into it. I think it's just for like drama. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I don't know. I wonder if, um, because in, on the dates, they did keep bringing, he kept bringing up his dad and stuff, but I felt like it was, I don't know, something we just didn't need to see that he could have referenced or explained, but didn't necessarily yeah. need to air the way it did. It felt, it felt private, but I, you it, know, you never know. I, I completely agree with that. I think it was something that could have been talked about and not really exploited on television. Um, with his women also, it's been interesting because we've seen, we saw in this episode that they all were saying, I love you. And we had Matt either say thank you or kiss them besides with Rachel, who he was saying it back to. Um, yeah. did, did you pick up on that? What, what, what were you thinking course. when you watched that? I mean, right there is just the fact that he's feeling those things with Rachel. I mean, that's, that's just it right there. I mean, I think at this point he knows that it's Rachel. And I think he does care deeply about the other girls. But right now, like, he's the one that he feels comfortable. She's the one that he feels comfortable saying, I love you, too. Yeah. What about the girls having to stay together at this resort while the fantasy suites are happening? That felt a little cruel. It's very cruel. It's horrible. It's horrible. I mean, I did not have to go through that. But I can only imagine how horrible that is. Just I feel like it's awkward. There's no need for it. Like, at this point, I feel like the girls should be separated. Because now yeah. it's getting personal. For sure. And I think we saw that with Rachel. She was kind of spiraling a little bit, thinking about her quote-unquote boyfriend with the other women. What is that like when you're in that house or there in this resort when you are trying to balance, okay, I'm having feelings for this person, but I know I'm on a show and this is what's going to happen. Is it worse than you expected? Is it kind of what you think you're going to get into? For me, it was like, it was exactly what I expected. It was he's going to go another date. Like I went in, it was like weird for me that girls were like getting upset about it in the beginning. I was like, mm-hmm. what, do you, what do you mean? Like, I was so confused. I'm like, do you know where we are? Like, are you okay? I don't know. It was like weird that they were getting upset. So I, I don't know, but I feel like at this point, I mean, again, you still know you're on a show, you know, the deal, you know, that there's going to be other people and it is going to be upsetting, but I mean, it's just the reality of the situation. It's just, yeah, you're on the bachelor and you knew this from the beginning, you knew it was going to happen. So going back to you and how you were edited or portrayed while the show was filming, was there any part of you who that thought you were going to kind of be this controversial also, but like Loki, the star of the show? No, 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 no. For no, me, I was just thinking? being myself and like, I don't know, again, like, I feel like to a point I was a little bit naive, Expect, like just what I said before about the girls, like, like there were so many moments where I was like, wait, what? Like I, like just when the girls would get upset about stuff and like, I don't know, I feel like I was like so normal that it made me naive. Interesting. You know what I mean? I was like the only normal one, but it made me naive. Wow. So when you were, you know, taking naps and <laughs> taking names, I'm you had no human. idea. <laughs> like, I'm just being a human. I'm just, I'm tired. You're filming you th- all night. Like, I almost fainted the first night. I literally almost fainted. Like, I was standing up there and I was like, oh my God, please, Corinne. I was like, please don't do this. Please, God, don't let me faint. I felt it coming on. I felt my body getting drained. I, the pain was so bad in the balls of my feet. <sighs> I'll oh never my God. forget that. I literally almost was like, guys, I need medical attention. Like, I'm not, I'm not well. You like, would have been one of the ones who called medics. Oh my God. I was like, don't do this, Corinne. I had to literally like breathe and calm down. And I was like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. It was horrible. 
Is it just that rose ceremony, like all night, first all night, night, stress of it all? So stressful. It's all night. You're just tired of it. So then the show starts airing and you very quickly, you know, become, like I said, pretty much it was you and Nick. It was like the you and Nick show for a while. Um, and you, you know, were getting a lot of attention, but I did almost feel like it was a way that you were, you were like embraced in a way that was different from other quote unquote characters. At first that- I wasn't. Okay. At first I wasn't. The first two weeks I wasn't. Um, and I, you know, kind of talking with producers, I was just like, they're like, just wait, just wait. Like, we're going to spin this in a totally different way. Like, I was like, okay, well, just spin it the normal way because right now you're spinning it to make me look bad. And that's not how I am. And that's not the way it was. Yeah. So then everyone started to realize, wait a minute. Okay. Corinne actually is normal. And she actually like knows the deal and is like, cool. Yeah. Did you have, was the, I know social media, it was definitely still a thing then it's been crazier even so now, but was it the, the hate and the backlash was that something that really got to you or did you try to just ignore it? Well, I tried to ignore it, of course. But I mean, I definitely had times where like I couldn't even get out of bed. Yeah, I can't. But now I'm that. just like, oh, I'm over it. Then it became like a catchphrase and you had like T-shirts. And I feel like it was one of the first examples of someone who was able to take that and turn it around. Yeah. I mean, oh, God, there's so much I could say right now. I mean, Tell me, Corinne, tell me. I don't know. To a point. It's just like I'm – I. It's so funny because exactly how I was in the season, like I, I let everybody think I don't know what's going on and I'm not, you know, all there, but like, I'm really just like this secret mastermind planning to take over the world. And it's so funny. And if you really think about it, like the whole platinum B thing, I like, I really, you know, was fighting for women back before it was a thing. Yeah. I mean, I think there's something to be said for the show's come a long way. I mean, this is Fantasy Suite Week with sex and with how it's presented on the show. And you were definitely right on the forefront of wanting to, you know, be normal about sex and relationships as an adult woman on the show. Exactly. Um, I have to ask you, obviously, you know, your Paradise stint was short, um, but you were also kind of set up to be like the Paradise person. Like from the second you were airing, everyone was like, oh, Paradise, Corinne, Paradise, Corinne. What advice or tips would you give girls that are going into that seat to, to that environment and the, the transition and everything like that? Um, oh God. I don't know. I think if you're a girl going into paradise, just take it easy. Take it easy. <laughs> Do you have anything you wish you could have done differently with that whole experience? I know it. I don't no. know how much you want. No. Okay. No, I don't regret anything. I know who I am. I know what happened. Was there ever a part of you that, either I'm sure they tried to get I don't know if they ever tried to get you to come back even not that season but later on or other bachelor shows me and Demario were invited back there was no no ill will there okay um yeah I just I chose to just go my separate way that's all yeah I know you found um you found love post show now with your boyfriend you guys have been together for a while can you tell me a little bit about your relationship and stuff like that I mean it's a good relationship um I mean of course I love him so much I just I'm trying not to throw it so much into the media, you know. Um, I just, I want me to be happy with everything. And I want, you know, I don't know. I mean, maybe I just want to wait till I get engaged to really put more of my private life out there. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure you, you still get people asking you questions all the time and not even realizing how much time has passed since the show and, and everything. But it's probably a lot of pressure. Um, let's talk about your new show, Corinne Saves Us All. Tell me about it. Oh my God. It's, it's, 
it's great. It's going to be great. I mean, it's going to be very different, but almost a little bit similar to my old podcast, but actually very different. Um, I'm going to kind of, it's my other podcast was very controlled and I didn't like it. And I hated, I was being told who to have on. I was forced to have certain people on, forced to have certain conversations. And I just, I don't roll that way. I just don't like it. It made me not want to do it. I would just like skip out on sessions. Like it became like a, like a chore to me. So I'm coming back full force with Corinne Saves Us All. I'm going to have every week a few different um, fans of mine come on the show. Um, kind of like a bring me your problems and I'm going to take care of it type thing. Yeah. Is there some aspect of you like setting people up? There is going to be um, not setting people up. It's going to be Corinne helps you find a boyfriend. So there's going to be several different segments. It's going to be my problem solving, my setting up. There's going to be a word of the day that I learn because I need to learn vocab words. And I think everybody could use a little dictionary help sometimes. Totally. Um, I don't know. It's just going to be super fun. We're going to talk about, obviously, current events and things that are going on and just my opinions on things and, you know, giving out advice. And it's just going to be, you know what? That's what I love about it. I can't pinpoint exactly what it's going to be or be about. It's going to just be welcome to the brain of Corinne Olympias and the madness that goes on inside of it. Is it hard when you kind of get this platform after the show and then you start to get fans from the show and off the show and and just your social media following grows to pick and choose the projects that you... Yes. And that's my biggest regret and biggest mistake that I've made is I've taken on sometimes projects that just don't make sense just because I want to take on projects and I'm excited about things that are going on. And you know what? Growing up, it, it was a big learning curve for me to like learn when to say no. And I feel like I have learned to say no now and I'm taking things slow. Um, One of my biggest, proudest moments was when I, you know, finally said no to my book, Ghostwriter deal. Mm. I didn't like the way it was going. I didn't like the direction it was being taken. It just, I wasn't being heard. And now I'm writing my book on my own. So it's been a long time coming. Still going to be a little while before it comes, but I'm doing it all on my own just because I'm not doing projects or putting out things that are not 100% me anymore. I would imagine the opportunities and money being thrown at bachelor people when they're in their like height of bachelor fame is probably more than I could ever even think. Yeah, I mean, it's great. (laughs) Do you have any, would that be your advice to give to the younger, the kid, the the contestants coming up above you to pick and choose what you're you're putting your time and energy into? Don't get swept up and become blind to what's really going on for your life. Because it's your life. You got to you gotta do what's good for your life mm-hmm. to learn when to say no and know when to say no. Makes sense. Tell me about your jewelry. Are you, are you rocking some right now? I am rocking some. I'm never not rocking some. Um, I have my beaded chokers on. I have a slightly longer one on right now. And then my little one that says Vince, my boyfriend's name. Um, the company is called Aura Sugar, aurasugarco.com. And we do you know, everything under the sun that's just fun and feel good products. We do customizable beaded necklaces, bracelets, mask chains, belly chains, earrings. Um, We do a lot of really fun like jewelry trays and resin items, really fun um, hair barrettes and pop sockets for your phone. It's just, I truly love arts and crafts so much. And I think being in quarantine made me realize like, 
that I can do arts and crafts every day. So I'm just sitting in my home making all these things like a mad woman. And I'm like, you know what? Like, I'm going to just make an Etsy. I'm going to do it. I'm going to be a normal person and make an Etsy. And I'm a small business and I'm growing and I love it. It's the best thing ever. I get to make candles. I get to pick my flavors. My teacup candles are so cute. And I don't know if you've seen the immaculate soap cakes we sell, but they're just incredible. They look like real cake, real cheesecakes and pies. Um, they serve as a room decor and um, will smell up your whole house before you even want to use it as soap. It's just wow. just really fun stuff for you to feel good. Yeah, that's awesome. I, I feel like you have definitely really made a name for yourself in now your podcast. You have all your, your Etsy store. That's awesome. I have a few other burning bachelor questions if you don't mind me asking sure. you. Shoot. Um, now this one, I don't know if this is true, so you can tell me. Did Amanda Stanton's new boyfriend date you first? Yep. Were you guys friends? Me and Amanda? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, we were. Are you still friends? Um, listen, I mean, I she knows I will always be her for her if she needs me at the end of the day. Um, I've been there for her. She's been there for me. She just chose to do something that I don't really think is right in a friendship. And... I mean, it has nothing to do with the guy. I mean, goodbye to the guy. It, it was more of just like it really hurt my feelings that someone I considered one of my best friends and family would even just be okay with doing that when I wouldn't look at any of my friends' boyfriends twice. I don't know. It just feels yeah. a little uncomfortable. That's all. Did you know they were dating before it was like public information? Um... She had texted me to, quote, give me the courtesy, which I also don't really think was the right wording for that. Um, but yeah, she did give me the courtesy and let me Got know. It. Are there, you know, the in the house this season for The Bachelor house or resort, whatever, there's been a lot of talk about how catty the girls have been. It's kind of been like next level turning on each other. I don't know if that's just because that's what they've shown us. If it's been editing, you know, there's so much that goes into it. Did you have good relationships with the women in the house or did anything that like lasted the test of time? Cause it kind of was phrased to be like, you were, you know, fighting with everyone, but was that not the case? I wasn't fighting with everyone. Right. I mean, the only person I was fighting with was Taylor. Mm -hmm. And then you have like the girls that like were my friend by day, but then would randomly like flip a switch and be like pro Taylor. Like I remember saying something one time about Taylor and I didn't even say anything rude because I never flat out said anything rude about anyone to anyone. Mm -hmm. in the house. I remember just being like, yeah, well, some people think I don't have emotional intelligence. And one of the girls like snapped at me and was like, don't talk about someone that's not here because she wasn't in the room. And I mm -hmm. remember looking at her and I was like, um, excuse me, but you might want to take that attitude to her because she's the one that literally... I don't even have to get into it the whole situation. Yeah. So it was just really weird. I had a good relationship with a lot of the girls and then some girls was iffy, but there were never any like flat out fights except yeah. for when I confronted everybody about my nap. <laughs> the nap heard around the world. The nap heard around the world. The nap. Everyone that was... was really upset about that. There were two naps that everybody was really upset about. One was at the pool party and one was for the rose ceremony. And I had just had it. I had just had it. And again, I'm not going to change who I am be just because there's cameras on. I'm, I'm as yeah. real as it gets. Do you think that, 
I ask a lot of bachelor people this, this, this relationship between producers on camera and off camera, because you have to kind of know while you're filming the show, they're making a show, they have a storyline that they're following, but then I know you guys also usually bond with them and become friendly with them. What is that balance like? Well, <laughs> Again, um, it's, it's a weird world. <laughs> it's a weird world. That's how I'm going to put it. It's a weird, weird world. And there's a lot of trust that goes back and forth. Some is broken, some is not. So let's just move past that. Yeah, I get it. Um, burning question for you. Where um, are you? Is, do you still work with Raquel? <laughs> Raquel, of course. She's part of the family. She'll never not be part of the family. Were you surprised by that pickup and that emphasis on the quote unquote nanny? I was like, what? Like, the, the th- like Raquel was trending on Twitter. Yeah. For like a good two weeks. And it was just like crazy. I, I don't know. Just the, everything is just crazy. I, I mean... It's just a crazy, it's just crazy. It is, it is. If you Google, I mean, I was watching old clips from Nick's season because I knew I was going to talk to you today. And then I was, you know, Googling, just catching up, making sure I wasn't missing anything crazy. And Did one you of the laugh things- or were you like, Ooh. No, I was, I mean, I remember watching it. I remember you very clearly, but I, then I was watching it back and I was like, I feel like it was just a different tone. Like the show was a little, it's very serious now, but also catty. Like, I just feel like they're kind of lost a little bit this season. And I, I missed that. Girl, it's been like that for a while. Come on. Really? Yeah. All right. But also when you Google you, one of the questions that comes up as like a related search is people asking about Raquel still. So she's still out there. Raquel still, Raquel is still out there. She's absolutely amazing. She walks on water. She's just, she took care of my mom when she was sick. I mean, she, she, she moved from New Jersey to Florida with us. She's an absolute just angel. She's a real life angel. She is. That. Yeah. Do you still eat cheese pasta? Of course I still eat cheese pasta. I mean, I live with my boyfriend now. Um, and I think everyone knows who I'm dating. I want to just circle back to mm-hmm. what I was saying about my boyfriend before is like, I do believe that he is the one, but I, I, and I'm very excited about our future. And I do post about us. People do know who I'm dating. There are, you know, articles about us and we have paparazzi pictures together. But I think there is a, I mean, we're literally the silliest people. We'll just be like doing weird things and singing each other into the house. And I feel like that part of my relationship, I keep a little bit more private. Um, But I am excited for, and it is talked about a lot with me and Vince. um, And I'm excited to share more deeply in the future, our relationship, because it is a very different and special relationship. So I just wanted to, say that and I'm super thankful for him and he's just great are you is he gonna be on the podcast he's the cutest sorry I just need to add he literally like if I get like a ten dollar sale on my Etsy he like literally like is like partying in the corner like yeah babe like go babe so proud of you like he's just so supportive in like the cutest way. So I'm I'm super thankful. Was it hard to date post show when you people either oh, didn't know you or did know you? Going with that, yeah. yeah. When I'm saying that life's crazy after the show, yes, it definitely is. Like, listen, the things on the show that I did are a little bit out there. We all know that, and it's I was just being myself. So when we had the watch party and we watched back when next season reaired, you know, we watched it together and we talked about it. Um, before watching it and we just laughed and moved on from it I mean we have our own relationship and stuff like that but yeah definitely it was it definitely is is a thing did you mean when the like greatest seasons ever thing aired this summer huh did you mean did you rewatch it when like the the great yeah 
I also saw you recorded one of Nick's like Patreon episodes with him, right? Or like his, his like his like uh, bonus. Podcast. Yeah, his podcast. Yeah. And what was that? Was that the first time you had talked to him in a long time? I would imagine. <laughs> I mean, I've seen him in passing um, in LA, and you know, like we were cool. We're not cool. We're cool. We're not cool. We both did things that we were both kind of annoyed with each other about, but we talked it out on the podcast. If you listen to it, there were things that I was super surprised about. Um, but yeah, it's good to just be good with everybody. So I'm happy that he's happy. He's happy that I'm happy. And it feels good to know that. Yeah. Do you think that Nick being your bachelor actually helped you kind of get like to be able to be yourself? Because there was things that you he clearly liked you enough to keep you around. (laughs) Yes, he did. Uh, I also think Nick kept me around because of the comedic standpoint Mm -hmm. was helping him too, which he fully admits in his podcast. So that was like, you know, Nick is funny too. So it was like fun to play off of each other and just have a good time. Yeah, totally. Even if it wasn't going to be, you know, romantic match made in heaven, I think that he probably, I feel like that the leads keep people around that they enjoy having around, whether it's because they are into them romantically or for their personality. And I think that that was an example of he, you know, people can say what they want, but I think he kept you around because he wanted to. Oh, that's nice. Well, the world may never know. We will never know. Um, This is a game I play with everyone called Bachelor Regrets. Some are specific to you. Some are are general. You can expand as much or as little as you want. It's supposed to be all in good fun, Um, which I think I know the answer to your first one because you hinted at it. But do you regret not wearing more comfortable shoes to rose ceremonies? Yes. Yes. Do you regret any naps you took in the mansion? Hell no. Do you think that people were just jealous that you could go take naps and they couldn't? Absolutely. Um, Do you regret anything involving whipped cream from your time on The Bachelor? Yes. Do you do you regret going topless on that uh, that bride's that bride date? No. Do you regret any tears shed on The Bachelor? No, they were my feelings. Yeah. Do you remember like because they always say there's like the rumor that they make you drive around in the limo until you cry when you're saying goodbye. Is that true at all? No. Okay. Do you regret any fashion choices? Absolutely. Oh, my God. What specific fashion choices? Uh, Like, there's, I don't even know. We're, like, walking around New Orleans, and I'm wearing this really weird outfit. I just, I can't. I can't even. I was just like, what was I doing? Do you regret anything from the women tell all? No. Do you regret? Regret not saying more and putting more people in their place and calling more people out. Nice. Do you regret going to paradise? No, I don't regret going to paradise. I think there were a lot of like lessons learned that came out of it for both the show and me. And um, listen, I'm a big girl. I had to put my big girl panties on and deal with it. Do you regret any sponsored social media posts? No. Nice. Did you have Um, one in mind? No, no. I just feel like, you know, there's the the classics. I don't want to throw any brands under the bus that some people maybe jump at the jump at the chance to do. And then they look back and they're like, oh, I don't know why I, I promoted that product. No, I no. Everything I've promoted, I've used. Weirdly okay, enough. That's, that's good. Um, before I let you go, I want to circle back to your show and everything that you've got going on. Um, who are your dream guests? What's the what's the you know, anything you can tease about that? Or who would be your dream person to have on the show? Honestly, I like most of the people like I've, I've been in contact with that I would dream to have on the show. Like I've met David Dobrik a few times. Um, we hung out in Miami. He's super cool. He's hilarious. So I would love to have the vlog squad on. Um, um, I would love to have 
Blake Griffin on. I think he's hilarious. Um, he's also one of my friends and acquaintances. Um, I'd love to have, oh my God, I would love to have Wanda Sykes. Really? On my, I think she's so funny. She is um, very funny. I also would love to have, I don't know. I would love to have a lot of like really awesome comedians on the show. I'm just so excited for this podcast. It's going to be hilarious. Do you ever feel that unfilteredness that I think is why people love you? Do you feel like in 2021, it can be scary? To- I I will tell you a story that Please. just made me really realize this 10-year-old girl at a restaurant in Miami. I was with my family. I was waiting outside and she came running up to me and hugged me. And she said, you have made me feel so confident. And I love you so much because you are just you. And this is a 10-year-old girl. Yeah. And she was like, I have been so much more confident since I've watched you and seen you. And she was just going on and on. And it was actually Kat Denning's niece. And she was like, girl power, Corinne. And um, Kat Denning's brother, her dad, came up to me and was like, oh, we love you and blah, blah, blah. And then they told me that they were related to Kat Denning's. And I love her. Also, another dream guest. Kat Dennings and Elizabeth Olsen. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it was just like, that makes me feel so good because I truly was just being me. And I have girls of all ages that are looking at me and I'm so mindful of that now. Um, and I've definitely cleaned up my profanity a lot for them. <laughs> that, yeah, that can, that can be tricky, you know, for, for me yeah. as well. Sometimes you get in front of a microphone and things just come out and you can't believe what you just said. Yeah. And it's just like, sometimes I forget that I'm me, of course, since moving to Scottsdale and, you know, things are a lot quieter now. And, you know, I don't get as many people coming up to me in Arizona. I get a lot of like DMs like, oh my God, I saw you, blah, blah, blah. Mm. And I'm like, wow, in LA, everyone comes up to you, but here no one really does. They kind of just like, we'll tell you after. And it's like, I need to remember, you know, I need to be mindful when I'm out and about that people are watching. And, you know, I do have fans of all ages and, I'm just more mindful of it. Yeah, for sure. And I think it's um, making me a great woman. So I'm happy about that. Yeah. I mean, I think it's a great thing to be able to take the platform that the show gives you and do with it what you want, because at the end of the day, you're getting a platform. That's like the main thing. I feel like you might get a boyfriend, you might get a spinoff, you might get a fiance on the spinoff, who knows? But one thing you can pretty much guarantee if you're going on the show now is you're going to get some version of a platform. And then what you do with it is what you do with it. Correct. So tell everyone again what the podcast is called, when it's coming out, the Etsy store, all that stuff. Okay. So the Etsy store is uh, etsy.com slash AuraSugarCo. AuraSugarCo.com is our website. Um, AuraSugarCo on Instagram. That's just AuraSugarCo. And um, of course, my podcast is Corinne Saves Us All. And it's probably going to be coming out within the next two weeks. So definitely... Stay tuned on my Instagram at C-O-L-Y-M-P-I-O-S. That's C-Olympias, and it stands for Corinne Olympias because Olympias is my last name, which a lot of people don't know. So again, at C-Olympias, listen to my podcast. You'll laugh. You'll laugh. You'll, you might cry. You'll laugh. Um, thank you, Corinne. That was really fun to get to talk to you. I feel like I've always wanted to talk to you and ask you about that the show because I really feel like you are a different kind of contestant and the way people reacted to you, the way you were on the show, it, it, it was different. Thanks so much. Thank you. Have a great rest of your day. It was great chatting with you. Have a good one. 
Thank you everyone for tuning in to another episode of Here for the Right Reasons, Us Weekly's Bachelor podcast. Make sure you come back every week for a new episode of Here for the Right Reasons. Subscribe, like, share, leave us five-star reviews on iTunes. You know the whole thing. And I'll talk to you next week. Look around. You can find cars like these on Auto Trader, like that car riding right your tail. Or if you're tailgating right now, all those cars doubling as kitchens and living rooms are on Auto Trader too. Are you working out and listening to this ad at the same time? Well, multitasking pro, cars like the ones in the gym parking lot are for sale on Auto Trader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on Auto Trader. Just you wait. Auto Trader.